COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up two to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at IcySativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews, becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Howdy. Hey, um, doing good. Um, how about you? Pretty good, thanks. Awesome. Um, sorry for the delay. Um, I just had to get things with my computer straightened out and stuff. Oh, no worries. It's all good. Awesome. So, um, how's how's your day going? Uh, you know, it would be better if it wasn't snowing here. Uh. I was, uh, I'm a freestyle FPV pilot, sort of by hobby, and with a few inches of snow on the ground, I don't really feel confident flying around. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, I had, like, I have, um, buddy, like, yeah, I had, like, a friend of mine who, um, 
who who's also a pilot too and i remember when he was getting his um his his pilot license and i think he's he's trying to go into like i i want to say like military like flying and stuff so oh yeah good stuff. nice that's cool so well, um <clears throat> so I, yeah go ahead yeah go ahead okay sure i'll go ahead um so i i, I guess i reached out to you originally um because you have this uh, cannabis sativa podcast um and I figured it would be a good way for me to sort of uh, get the word out slash communicate a little bit about an app that we built, a company called Razor Sharp Consulting. We're a software development agency. And recently we built a, a cannabis exchange app called Between Buds. So essentially allows users to trade seeds, flower, concentrates, edibles uh, with other growers around the country. And the advantage here is that it's anonymized, so you don't actually know uh, who the other person is or what their address is or anything like that. <clears throat> and then the other advantage here is that it's fully legal because no money is actually changing hands. It's just a swap. The only thing you pay for is shipping. Awesome. Um, so to sort of tie it back to to this app and and the app that you developed, um, so could you sort of tell me kind of like about your history regarding cannabis? Um, so just like about yourself, you know, why, like when you started using it, you know, probably why and like, um, and what kind of, what, what motivated you to want to create this app? Because, um, I mean, I, I also yeah. live in a legal state, um, here in Massachusetts where, I mean, we're not too far from Canada here too, but, um, yeah. like, like it, like I, I have friends that grow their own, but it does seem like most people just they just buy. Um, so just just want to learn more about your motivations and and your history with cannabis. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I I started consuming cannabis uh, maybe ten years ago when I had sort of around the time I had my first kid. Um, the, it was just uh, like the stress of having one kid. Uh, it was, was quite a bit with the amount of work that I was doing as well. Um, so I, I ended up on a lot of anxiety meds that sort of weren't really working. I was taking Ativan um, almost every day and lorazepam, uh, trying to just keep myself sort of calm with all the life stuff that was going on. Uh, and then actually my sister recommended that I try cannabis. So I went and saw my doctor and gave me a prescription. I tried it and it was pretty life-changing for me. Um, not only did it sort of make me immediately more calm, uh, but it also kind of gave me focus a little bit. So uh, for quite a long time, I was actually just buying. Uh, I was buying from the, the legal growers in Canada here, but it was incredibly expensive. We were paying you know, upwards of $300 per ounce. Yeah, same here. Uh, yeah, sometimes even more than that for an ounce, which is quite ridiculous. Uh, so I started growing myself. Uh, as soon as they legalized, I, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to try and grow this myself and sort of started that. But of course that comes with all, all kinds of its own little gotchas. Um, I, w I had a 20 plant license so I could grow up to 20 plants. I set up a little uh, four foot by eight foot grow room in my house and I grew, uh, I think it was like eight plants all the same. So at the end, I had lots of lots of product. I had like a pound, 
but it was all the same. So after, after like a month or so of smoking that you get kind of bored and you start looking for other variety. And that's where I had this idea for this app. It's like, why not just let other growers trade with other growers? So they don't necessarily need to trade money because they don't, it's not about the money. They, they already have the product. They just want to trade an ounce for an ounce and get some variety into their grow. The other thing was the seeds. Um, I had, I had a, a grow that sort of went south on me once and uh, I ended up with a whole bunch of seeds and figured out that I could actually trade those seeds with other users around the world uh, to get different strains as well. So that sort of fed into this app as well. Yeah, um, I was talking with one of my buddies about, like, she lives over in, like, Oregon, and, like, she grew, like, she uses for medical purposes, and, mm-hmm. like, she bought seeds from, like, dispensaries for, of the same strain, like, she, she, grew, she grew, like, two or three different ones of them, and they all were at various different levels of development, and they were, she was growing them at the exact same time, so it's like, there's just all right. this inconsistency, and even... Even when I go to, like, I, I haven't been to a dispensary in my state in three years because they're just too expensive. So I just have, like, a yeah. like a personal grower or caregiver that I go to. And, like, yeah. the variety of strains she grows are way, way better. Like, I like through her, I got to try, like, Panama Red. I got to try Acapulco Oh, Gold. yeah. Like, I couldn't, like, at, at most dispensaries, like, I'd have to drive, like, like, even if my dispensaries have them, like, I'd have to drive far, and I'm not going to – I have a limited amount of time in the, in the day. So I really right. feel that exactly. – yeah, I really feel that apps like this are, are a godsend because people can get the exact strains that they need. And, you know, a lot of times with these dispensaries, they'll grow them for a season or whatever, and they're like, oh, it wasn't profitable to grow it, so too bad. But I need this for medicine, but right. oh, money. Exactly. And then those genetics are gone, right? That's the problem. It's like preserving the genetics of these really nice phenotypes. Um, and, and it's not happening because the, the 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 large growers are just going after money. Yeah, and like... And I don't think... I honestly don't think cannabis is a profitable business anymore. <laughs> especially on like the hemp side of things because like... People, like some, what's happening here in the U.S. is that like Delta Eight and the other minor cannabinoids are really catching fire, and a lot of states. Yeah. There's like, there's 37 medical states in in the United States, but there are some states that don't even have medical. But these other ones like Delta right. Eight, um, THCO, HHC, all those ones, those those are still legal. CBD, those are still legal. So they they can still have something even though their state has not made cannabis accessible for them. But you're having these um, big marijuana companies under the guise of quote unquote safety that are saying, oh, this is unregulated. Oh, my God, this is this. But what they're really doing is they're they're trying to they're trying to squash their competition because the the, the small farmers and the small growers, they grow it better, cheaper. Um, they do labs. They do everything by the book. But these other people yeah. are saying, oh, they're. They're, me- they're, they're unsafe because they're trying to shut them down so they can swoop in and, and, and charge way more. Exactly, yeah. And that's why I say it's not really a – I don't think it's a profitable business anymore. I, I looked at starting up a legal grow here in, in Canada, and like starting one up is not – it's not astronomically expensive, but when you factor in the fact that it takes six months to get a crop and then you know if, if you have a failure at any point – 
you, you're toast, right? Like, yeah. there's, there's no way anyone's going to recover from a failure in this market, especially when I can go to the dispensary here and spend $100 and get an ounce. I can spend less than $100 and get an ounce now. 80 bucks. Um, with regards to like know. like the like home growing and like the home growing patterns, like I like I've heard like um like I know like it's kind of different across Canada. Like I know Quebec they were trying to ban it and I know Manitoba that you can't grow your own. Um so what would you say like according to like mm-hmm. your you know the development and the use of your app so far? What do you say are like the most popular places where you know, people are exchanging in terms of home grow or, or demand for it for seeds or clones or that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, we've got quite a few users coming out of BC, like Vancouver area. And then there's actually quite a few in, in the Toronto area as well that seem to be, that seem to be growing. And it, again, it's people that they want, like, like you said, like a premium product that you can't get at the store, Right. At least reliably. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it, I mean, it's not rocket science to grow these plants. Fairly simple. If you just pay attention to them, right? Yeah. Um, so, so I figured there's. So, like, my next sort of thing, um, kind of relating to this. Um, so, so, um, like, like prior to your app, were people like in terms of like getting the genetics they need? Were they just like allegedly just like trait? Were they just like going to their buddy? Were they you know going to to you know these these websites where they weren't sure what the genetics was? Like what what were people doing in Canada prior to let's say legalization? Yeah, well, prior to legalization, it was all all underground stuff. So it would have been like online dispensaries buying just random seeds from wherever um, or just friends that would hook you up. Um, nowadays, a lot of people used to go to the States, so you could buy you could buy seeds from the States and have them shipped here, uh, but Canada Post is sort of preventing that now. They're, they're stopping a lot of those shipments, so you can't get seeds from the U.S. anymore. Wow. In Canada. Yeah, we have to, I mean, I'm sure some of them probably still make it through, but the vast majority of them are getting caught and people are sort of not wanting to spend that money anymore, right? A bunch of the seed banks that I used to use don't even exist anymore. They don't, they don't send to, to Canada anymore. And like the, the so older I get, like the older I get, the, the less, like I'm, I'm, I'm in my 30s right now. And like the older I get, the, the yeah. less of an appetite I've got for risk. So I don't want to be meeting someone for yeah. seeds and like, at like a parking lot, unless they're, they're they're like my friend that I already know. Like it's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's where this where the app is anonymous. So you don't even know the other guy's address. Uh, the Canada Post lets us print out a shipping label that's just a QR code. So we we tell the users within the app to package your cannabis within a a bubble mailer, a specific size bubble mailer, and then it emails you the uh, shipping label, which is just a QR code. You stick it on and you drop it in the mailbox and off it goes. Awesome. The, the other user can see the tracking for all the package as well. So 
Um, so is this like is this app like throughout Canada? Because I know like there are some like provinces like you know like the Northwest Territories like Nunavut if I'm pronouncing that correctly they are more remote. Like are they yeah. also going in on this or do they or is there not enough like internet or whatever there? Well, they they'd be included, but I don't think anyone's going to want to pay the shipping cost to go there. Oh, okay. So kind of like Alaska or Hawaii, I think. Alaska has legal, so it's like yeah, similar situation. Exactly. It's just getting it there would be expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so to the, so- the nice thing is it, each trade is about $20. So a user will pay about 20 bucks, and that's the shipping fee. That's just the shipping fee. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not bad at all. No. So what would you say you um, in terms of like 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 the variety and like the demand, like would you say that like the demand across provinces grew um, for for home grow during the days of the pandemic? And now that it's sort of, I, I guess, in a lot of ways, in a lot of a lot of the world, they're sort of. I don't know. They're just like some places are being like, okay, we're getting rid of the restrictions. Some aren't, but like, I don't know. It's still, we're still sort of in it, I guess. So like, do you say that demand mm-hmm. is continuing to stay strong or? I think the demand is going up. I think the number of people growing at home is actually going a little bit down because the price of getting it is so cheap. If you can buy an ounce now for $80, it seems silly to, to grow it yourself. I mean, obviously, you're going to get a better product growing it yourself, but a lot of people are willing to just spend that money. And a lot of people, like with, with the, like the price of everything, like not everyone, like a lot of people are being iced out of owning houses. So, like if you don't own your own house, like you can't yeah. really necessarily grow. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's the other thing. You can't in Canada. You're not allowed to grow uh, in a rental. Yeah. And same you're not in allowed the, to grow. Same in the states. In a condo. Yeah, yeah, I have a friend who has so my friend owns his own condo. He can't grow his own, and he's he's he, he's also a canvas podcaster like me. And he's you know he's he's, he's oh, pretty doing what pretty well. Like he's he has his own condo yeah. yet he, 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 he in business yet he can't he can't grow his own. It's he can't even smoke in his condo, and he owns it. Right. Yeah, that's like my girlfriend's place is the same. Like I can't smoke even on her patio. The people get upset. It's a condo, right? Yeah, and like I, I live in a legal state, but like the city that I live in, the people voted against it. Like statewide, it passed, but the people yeah. in my city voted against it, and there are no stores in my city. So I still, like, I still smell oh, plenty of cannabis in, in in my city or whatever. But it's like, it just feels like some people are like, oh, why is he doing that, or what's that smell? It's like, even though it's uh, legal in my area, but I, I'm digressing. Yeah. <laughs> But um, would would feels you... a little backwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of like he, like in the states, like like even though a lot of even though in a lot of states it's legal, there's still a lot of cities that are like, oh, we have to, we don't know if we're ready for stores yet. Let's wait six months, or or even if a or a city might vote yes, but the the the, pe- the mayor and like five people in the city council. Like like met in private, and then they were like, "Oh, let's delay the stores." <laughs> oh, jeez. But for um, what purpose, though? Like, what's their goal with delaying it? They just don't like it. 
Um, I think it's a combination of things. I think it's like it's an old school mentality. It's like, oh, that's something my grandkids do. That's something my kids did. That's something I did in the 60s and 70s. And then there's a perception of, oh, my property values. Are people going to be smoking all over the place? And just old school mentalities. It's like, you know, I only do alcohol and stuff. That other drug is for dummies and I don't want it around me. Um, I think I think yeah. I think that's what's that's what causes the ban with these politicians. And also, I think like some like some some of these big marijuana stores, like they'll do like they'll buy off these politicians and the politicians will do these disingenuous. Oh, we have to do this. And then all of a sudden, like the big marijuana has an advantage in that area. So it's a combination of right. things like people. Yeah. But to sort of get to like the home stretch of of, of our discussion, um, I just have a few more questions for you, just two or three more. Sure. Um, would you say Absolutely. that? Would you say that there are like many sort of newcomers to sort of the benefits of of cannabis use? You know, recently. Um, in terms of for, sort of growing the culture, and you know, are you getting like, like let's say people that you would not expect that 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 like cannabis that are like, oh, I'm I'm interested in growing your own or growing my own, or people that that I would say I guess look like squares or seem like oh, they they just seem like straight lace accountants, but they're 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 buying like ten yeah. clones. <laughs> I definitely do see that. Um... The dispensary that I go to is actually in kind of an upper class little area. Um, so there's a lot of fairly affluent people that frequent that place, um, which is quite interesting. And I do communicate about my app a lot while I'm in there, uh, just trying to get the word out. And I talk to the people that work there. Um, so there's, there actually has been some interest in people that you wouldn't necessarily expect uh, to smoke cannabis. I think that there's a lot of people out there that smoke or that consume it that sort of do it closeted, I guess. Yeah. You just you don't you wouldn't know unless they told you. Yeah, I've always I've always kind of been like that. Like even even at like like yeah. nowadays like I like like I, the way I present myself and it's kind of just like my upbringing. Like my parents were very sort of disciplined and strict, so I've always portrayed myself yeah. as someone who's straight laced or whatever. When when people find out I, I, I smoke cannabis, they're like, "Oh, really? I, I wouldn't have ever guessed." And I'm like, in my mind, I'm yeah. like, "Good." <laughs> if 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 I if I seem like I, I I come across as one, I'm I'm failing. But <laughs> exactly. Um. So that's yeah, very similar for me as well. Like, I mean, I own a software company, so I can't. I can't go and meet with people and ask them for hundreds of thousands of dollars for software when I smell like weed and dress like a stoner. It just doesn't work. Yeah, like I like to sort of tie back to that. Like I had like like in at one place that I worked at, um, you know, it was a computer. It was a yeah, it was like an IT. It was like an IT slash like telecom company, and um, yeah. my my coworker who was like kind of like a mentor of mine. Like she was the smartest person in the. She was, in my opinion, she was the smartest person in our company, and she used cannabis for her, her own medical condition. <laughs> and we, she was like yeah. the only person I, I talked about that stuff with because, again, she was my mentor. We would get like we would get lunch to get. We would go on lunch breaks together and stuff. So, like that was yeah. the only time I really ever shared that. But other than that, I'm just like. Like even when cannabis comes up, like when they were voting to legalize it six years ago in my state, like I, I just stayed, I just stayed quiet and pretended I, I didn't know anything. I just let everyone else talk about yeah. it. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it's best to you know not be a squeaky wheel when when uh, 
cannabis is so polarizing, right? Like people seem to either like it or they hate it. Yeah, like it's so like, like it's, it's weird. Like, with, like even people in my yeah. family, like I have like, I have family members that I have to still explain this to. And it's like, like some of them <laughs> do CBD, but it's like, like they'll still be like, oh, this is dumb. Okay, no, you're just, maybe the people you hung out with were dumb before they did this. Like you don't blame it on, right. on, on the drug, but it's just, it's just, and it just feels like older people, especially you know, people over 60, it's like, oh, well, it's just that party drug. Oh, I knew an idiot who did it, so it's all bad. But you'll look at their medicine cabinet, and they're taking all these pills, and they'll just backwards <laughs> like, rationalize it. And I'll just get in, I'll yeah. just get in disagreements <laughs> and just be like, you know what? You know what? I'll just dis- agree to disagree with you and just leave it at that. Um, exactly. So, so I, I do want to say, like, um, do you think – so – the last year question. So, do you think that um, apps like yours will get m- more people that are sort of vulnerable people, like you know, cancer patients, the term terminally ill, the people that are ex- that have been trying pharmaceuticals for years and years with their doctors yep. have gotten zero results, and like you know what, let me try this cannabis stuff. Would you say there's a lot of growth in your in your customer base of of those sort of customers? Uh, that that would be difficult unless they wanted to consume it them or to grow it themselves. Then it would be tricky because for us to be legal, we're not allowed to sell any cannabis, so it has to be just a trade. And the only thing that they can pay for is the shipping. Okay. So, unless these individuals wanted to start growing their own and then you know trade with other people that had already grown, then then there would be a need for that. Okay. Now, I'd like to, at some point, if I could find a payment processor that would allow me to um, create some sort of cannabis exchange where uh, you could put up, say, five ounces that I have and and just let people buy it from you. But that's very uh, on the edge of illegal. Yeah. Yeah, and we don't we don't ever on on this project we don't ever recommend people break the law in their country, state, municipality, province, kingdom, so on and so forth. So totally understandable. Yeah. Um so where can yeah, where, we, where we want you, it to be legal. Yeah. So where where can people find you? Um, you know, social media, that sort of deal. Yeah, um well, unfortunately social media is a little tricky because they've they've blocked it. Us mostly on there. Yeah, Instagram. Uh, but and we Facebook. have a website. But yeah, yeah, they're very bad. We have a website. There's uh, it's betweenbuds.ca is the website. Awesome. Um, so thank you very much for um for coming on board. I really I really appreciate um you taking being generous of your time and and telling us about your project. Well, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. It's really good. Awesome. Um, so I, I, I hope to talk to you again, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, sir. You as well, man. Awesome. awesome. Peace out. All right. Cheers, dude. Bye. Bye.
If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.